Welcome to the Elevate Together podcast, voices of change in the business of law. Hello, this is Nicole Giantonio, the head of global marketing at Elevate. The podcast episode you're about to hear is part of our impact series featuring Elevate customers implementing transformative change. In this episode, Elevate Stephen Allen talks with the president and CEO of LexMundi, Helena Samaha. LexMundi is the world's largest law firm network, providing information to its member firms about developments in local and global law. They recently introduced Ecosphere for an aligned and enhanced worldwide customer experience. Elevate has the pleasure of providing consulting support to LexMundi. Welcome to the Elevate podcast. I'm going to be talking innovation and strategy with Helena Samaha, who is CEO of LexMundi. My name is Stephen Allen. I'm Vice President of Get Shit Done at Elevate, and I deal with law firms and law departments in helping devise strategy and innovative solutions. But for the much more interesting introduction, I'll pass over to Helena. Thank you, Stephen. So my name is Helena Samaha. I am the President and CEO of LexMundi, and I'm based in London. LexMundi is an international organization. We are a membership organization bringing together law firms from 100 countries and more. And we provide a range of services and products to them to enable them to collaborate and join up as they serve international clients. I am a lawyer by background, even though I'm in a managerial role right now. I'm a French and UK qualified lawyer, and I have spent several years working both in private practice as well as serving as a general counsel. Great. Thank you. We had a brief chat, obviously, about this. But we've known each other for probably longer than we'd both care to mention, but yeah. we had a brief chat about this before we started the call. And as you know, as those listening will know, Elevate works with a lot of organizations around strategy and change, transformation. Sometimes that change is kind of existential the why or the what of an organization. And sometimes it's more tactical, the kind of how can we, we call that the job to be done. I know you've got a really interesting viewpoint on innovation and strategy and how to approach that. Do you mind just telling us a bit about that view and what you've done and seen in past roles? Sure. I think I would start out by saying I've been fortunate in that wherever I've landed in a role, I have needed to bring about some change. But I've been fortunate to join companies that are successful and on a growing track. And I think that's an important starting point because if you come in as a leader into an organization that is about to fall off a cliff, then your perspective on change is and what you need to do is very different than what I've experienced. And in a way, it's almost harder when you have a successful company that you're trying to make even more successful and, and redirect and, and grow. If a company is about to fall off the cliff, then anything you do is going to be good, pretty much. It's going to be better. So I have embraced sort of incremental change. I think that a lot of the situations that I have come into have required buy-in from multiple stakeholders to affect that change and that growth and mindset. And so I, I'm a great believer in working with people in persuasion, in buy-in, in inclusion to affect long-term and lasting change. And I have had to do that in several organizations. The first time when I was in a senior in-house legal position at the Virgin Group, I joined Virgin in the 90s and the group at group level, at shareholder level, and uh, the group was about to undertake quite a substantial international expansion. And so I was part of the team 
that helped make that happen. When I joined OSN in Dubai as general counsel, the company had just done a merger and was completing a post-merger integration and wanted to get ready for a potential listing in London. And so, you know, you can imagine the sheer amount of work and change that was required there. You know, always the context was one of positive growth, ambitious plans, you know, exciting developments. Right. And now you're at Lex Monday, which is a very successful organization. But I know, obviously, having worked and talked with you, that that itself is looking to transform and change and evolve. What does it mean for you today at Lex Monday in your role as president and CEO? I joined nine months before this crisis started. If I had to bet all my money that this was going to happen, I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> and I know that many people feel the same way. And so I didn't expect to have this to manage in, in my first year. But in reality, as you said, Lex Mundi is a successful and established organization. And importantly, our members are incredibly successful firms in their jurisdictions. And so really what that meant is observing what's been going on for some time, actually, in the legal services industry, and that is being accelerated by the crisis. How do we remain high value and very relevant to our clients? And we've been thrilled to work with the team at Elevate on our strategy plan, which is coming together very nicely now. And really what we're seeing is how do we change and bring our members along the journey? We are not a law firm, but our members are. So really the change that we need to affect and the direction of travel that is relevant for us is one that impacts the entire legal services industry. And we are a lot more digital than we were ourselves this time last year. We have focused our energy on two particular areas of work that we do with our clients. And our clients, remember, are the member firms. And that's how do we continue to bring value in today's world to them, to their talents. So our focus is on talent and our focus is on technology solutions for our member firms. And for their clients as well, how does what we do for our members translate into value add for their clients. And again, you know, the technology solutions piece is very important there. And we have a lot of energy being directed into our new initiative called Ecosphere. And we're starting to get some fantastic results there. So, but I do think it's too soon to call where the dust is going to settle on this crisis. A lot of the people we talk to are very focused on their day-to-day -day working arrangements. There is a lot of concern around team cohesion, company culture, and development of you know, new people joining companies in a remote world. At the same time, there's a recognition that you know, the legal services industry has been perhaps overly conservative about the way people work and you know, accepting flexibility and empowerment and moving away from a traditional way of working. So we'll see where the dust will settle, but I hope that we will emerge stronger by reflecting on all the things that we did well and that our clients appreciate and we should continue to do those things, but also adapt uh, new ways of thinking and doing things into our day-to-day -day work because we've learned now that there are things that work well and that our talent appreciates and values. I think that's a really interesting focus around talent and technology. And you and I before have spoken about how can law firms differentiate or how can organizations differentiate and how can law firms kind of create resilience? And it almost feels that the talent is around the differentiation. It's your people that bring the, the particular essence of the organization. 
and, and technology can greatly help with resilience. On Exosphere, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? I know it's been a huge undertaking for Lex Monday and it's been very well received by your members. Do you want to just explain more to everybody who's listening what it is and how it works? Sure, absolutely. And I suppose I should create some context, which is that I've served as a general counsel for many years in multinational companies. And so I do tend to look through the client lens when I talk about the work that we do, and it is very important to me. Equisphere is our client service delivery solution. And what I mean by that is if you have an organization like LexMundi, which has top-tier law firms in over 100 jurisdictions, whose strategy it is to be an independent firm that has the means and the talent and the experience to work very effectively on a cross-border basis. By being members in LexMundi, they basically create that international capability and we bring the solutions. We have people that help with client service delivery. We've invested in technology platforms to coordinate that delivery and we have processes that we have elaborated to make it all seamless. And that's what we do. I know from my own days as a GC and speaking to many peers, that really is the, the clencher, if you ask me. When you're a, a general counsel in a business that's, I don't know, in 32 jurisdictions, and you have the option of working with the best law firms in each of those jurisdictions, you really need to have the ease of the user experience. It can't be 32 different relationships to manage and all of these moving parts, God knows how many engagement letters and bills that are not coming at the same time in the same form. And so we have taken all of that hassle away with Equisphere. And so you you genuinely have that single concentrated coordination function through Equisphere. And we can provide that for, you know, 100 country plus coverage. So we have members that bring clients into the network who have sometimes the most unusual footprint. And, you know, no one else can match that footprint in the way that we can. That is a huge piece of innovation, so much for gradual change. I mean, that feels to me quite an epic piece of innovation and certainly enabling those firms to work off a single platform and a single approach will greatly enhance their opportunity to win those international engagements. One of the things that I feel very strongly about, and I know you do as well, is often in the press we hear, is it the end of the law firm or law firm still relevant? And I think we obviously both feel law firms are incredibly still relevant. In terms of the kinds of issues you're hearing from your members, is it different based on size and geography? Are there some common themes that are coming through? I know you've just done a huge series of listening sessions with some of your key members. Absolutely. I mean, I've spoken to about 90 of our managing partners all around the world, one-on-one, and we've conducted some team visits with another 37-odd law firms. So anything you want to know about the legal industry anywhere in the world, I'm your girl. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, in reality, the thing that does really strike me within our environment at LexMundi is those conversations have been practically identical, whether I've been speaking to a member firm, you know, with six lawyers in a Caribbean island or one of our largest firms with a thousand lawyers. That to me really is, again, a testament to the consistency that we've created within our network as we select very carefully our members and we are very demanding in in terms of the conditions to be met for membership. You know, we really have a lot of commonality across the network and, you know, they care about the same things, they're focused on the same things, they're dealing with them in the same way. Obviously, there are external factors that impact that are specific to 
jurisdictions, whether they're political or climate. You know, some of our members are in uh, islands where they get hit by terrible hurricanes every year. You know, so, yeah. so there are always external factors. But in terms of the essence of the law firm, the culture and the spirit, you know, one of the things that I've really taken away from this listening exercise, as you call it, is how very similar those conversations are. And I was actually joking with our chairman the other day, thinking if we recorded one of them and just played it out with the others, <laughs> would anyone notice? But, you know, that's fantastic. To me, that's very affirming when it comes to what our network stands for. Obviously, in certain jurisdictions, we haven't discussed this before, but it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this. In certain jurisdictions, UK, Australia, we've seen a kind of broadening of who can and practice law. And certainly, you know, there are certain states like Utah, Arizona, where that's being expanded. Do you think there'll ever be a time where Lex Mundi might have non-law firm members, kind of all, you know, what people call ALSPs or alternative providers as part of the mix? At this stage, I think anything is possible. We are certainly very open-minded about moving with the markets. We do also, though, have a very large and varied group of stakeholders. And so when I go back to saying, you know, buy-in is essential, there are certain fundamental changes or structural changes if we wanted to do something like that that would require consensus among the members. So at this point in time, whether they would be actually members or strategic partners, certainly there are more possibilities to explore than there have been in the past. And I suspect for you watching the regulatory change happen and helping your members kind of navigate what that means for them is particularly key. Obviously, we've seen the UK and Australia, as I've said, but we're starting to see some change in some of the states in the US. So I suspect your view and your ability to bring people together to share experiences in this kind of brave new world is going to be key. As a CEO, what advice would you give to managing partners or CEOs or organization leaders either born out of your experience around managing change and transformation, or even a lesson which has come from the big social experiment we've all been on for the last year or so. I've been thinking about that. And I remembered a conversation I had in October 2019. I'd been in my role for six months and one of our firms had a newly appointed managing partner. And I saw him at an event and he said to me, well, you're six months in, I've just started. What advice do you have for me? And my instinctive reaction was to say to him, hang in there. And that was before COVID. And so I'm thinking now more than ever, you know, we really need to hang in there and keep an eye on the broader and more distant horizon because this is not the first world crisis. It's not going to be the last. I know that perhaps many of my generation haven't experienced that many of these situations yet, but, you know, there's always a start, but it's going to pass. And certainly what we've been very focused on in our discussions with our members and and internally at Lexmundi as well is to take care of our people. And that I think is really very important because it's a very challenging time. And to remember it's going to pass and to be thinking already ahead in terms of when it does pass, how will we have emerged stronger? Fabulous. Helena, thank you very much. Thank you. Tune in to the next episode of the Elevate Together podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and elevateservices.com.